Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Aguado. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Yeah, he's the man. Cue the theme song. Be careful with that phone, Lieutenant. In time, you could develop a tumor. HDS, sir, and how are you this afternoon? Alrighty then. What would you know about pressure? Well, I have kissed a man. Don't kill me. Please. I'll never tell anyone, I swear. He's the one you want. Kill him. No, no, kill him. No, kill Kill him. him. You really love animals, don't you? Okay, now we're looking back to 1994. Uh, the to most the... homophobic movie I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we get Ass Ventura. He puts Ventura. a plunger on his face to clean from a man kiss. Yeah, and there's several dozen people on the screen spitting and spitting and breaking. <laughs> well, did I she mean, go with all of them? I don't get it. I yeah, think she did. Huge, yeah, she's a huge. Even uh, the dolphin was freaking man-izer? out. What's the word? Oh, by the way, this is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Jim Carrey and Sean Young, Courtney Cox. Uh, I think Friends might have still been going while this show Are just out. starting or something, yeah. No, just ending because it was... Anyway, Courtney Cox and Dan Marino. Good old Dan. And, Great uh, actor. And Tone Loke. Tone, Fucking love, love Tone, Tone Loke, Loke too, yeah. <laughs> and a plethora of others. Um, so this follows the exploits of uh, Jim Carrey's character Ace, who is a pet detective, um, and the dolphin mascot for the Miami Dolphins is stolen, and uh, there needs to be a rescue operation. This is like a touch point for comedy and and for Jim Carrey. Like this is a huge moment because uh, he he became the highest paid actor in Hollywood at, uh, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this a bit in the Dumb and Dumber episode where uh, this movie, Dumb and Dumber and The Mask were all released in the same year. Uh, so that was a milestone for any actor to be in three first in the box office hits in the same year. And but he got like $20 million for Cable Guy or something. It was the first yeah. time like a comedic actor had like got Schwarzenegger or Stallone paydays. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But the, these three movies that he was in grossed, um, you know, probably three quarters of a million dollars. Um, oh, you mean a billion? Three quarters of a billion, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. I don't think Ace Ventura uh, made that much money. I think it, it cost only like made 100 million bucks, in the though, theater, but it didn't make. cost anything. No. And then Dumb and Dumber made 250, and The Mask made uh, similar numbers. So this one cost 15 million. The cumulative worldwide was 107 million. Wow, yeah, which is great. Yeah. US gross, gross US was 72. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's once again like this is back when 100 million dollars was a, a big number for a movie. Gigantic. They yeah. almost they doesn't almost, mean anything now, but they almost uh, broke even on the opening weekend. Now it's got to be like on the open. I wish, uh, you know, we always are talking, I don't want to say from the cuff. We don't, um, we do some research when we do these episodes and it's fun to learn, you know, a bit more about the movie. We're talking more about the movie and its own merits. But what I wish we could do is like some kind of a historical study to see how starved people must have been for comedy where around the, you know, the early 90s, things really started turning a corner to the over the top type comedy, like like all the, these movies Jim Carrey was in and the Fairley brothers hit the scene and... Um, you know, we had come in the ear and, and, and all like crazy poop scenes and dumb and dumber all hitting. And um, like, were people just so starved for, for comedy at this point that they really flocked to the theaters for this kind of stuff? I feel like Jim Carrey was uh, was like 
just like he was ready he was he was like always gonna pop somewhere and like if you watch this we we i just finished watching this movie and and i, I know you guys just saw it recently too he yeah. uh he's like every moment on the screen he's doing something like yeah. there's never a moment where he's not doing something yeah so like he was like whether it's contorting his body his face um the the crazy things he was coming up with um just like I, I don't know how much of this was improv i assume a lot like there's a yeah. like little moments where the guy's playing there he walks into the party and the guy's playing the cello and he grabs his arm yeah just like these he a guy like a guy like carrie just set loose you can, like i would love to like you should read have you read the script for this column no because like how could you couldn't write like then Jim Carrey like does his contortionist thing and no you well, could jumps what, all over the well, he was the actor was it Jim Carrey we were talking about um, we talked about in another episode how um, they actually put in the script um, and then so and so does his thing yeah uh, for one actor and I can't remember who it was but same same type of guy as Jim Carrey might have even been Jim Jim Carrey, Carrey. Um, no I think it was Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, Michael it was Michael Keaton. Keaton yeah. They were like, and then Michael Keaton does his thing or whatever. Like, just give him space to be fucking crazy, and yeah. that's what you would do with Jim Carrey, a one hundred percent. You would have the dialogue for the screen, uh, for the script, right? And then he just fills all of those moments in between. Like, and I've talked about this with Rush Hour, with like Chris Tucker and stuff like that. Like, there's little things in between the action and yeah. or the lines that are also funny. And Jim Carrey's a master at filling those. He's potentially overboard. The reason it, it is totally yeah, over. The reason why I, the reason why I feel like this movie is special though is because this was really the first movie. So like they didn't know that yet. Like when you watch they Liar had his in Living Color skits, but, but, he had the fireman and But when you watch Liar Liar and the outtakes of Liar Liar, everyone is they they they, they include that stuff in the yeah. and, over actor. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, and all, so all of the other people at this point, he was so famous and his antics were so well known that, but but this was like the first movie, Absolutely. so I feel like he probably scared a lot of not scared, but like, you know, intimidated a lot of the other actors and the director because he was so off the wall and crazy. I mean, in a good way, where they are like, "Holy shit! Like, how am I going to do a scene with this guy? Like, I suck." Because like, every, sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, at least everyone acknowledges that he's weird. Like, yeah, Dan Marino even says like he's like, "You got any more gum?" He's like. No, and I beg you to stay out of my personal affairs or whatever. He's like, you're a weird guy. He's yeah. a weird guy. I was going to say, um, like, the slapstick is is not new. Like, you had, uh, you know, John Ritter doing his Three's Company stuff, and that, that went into a few movies that he did. And you had, like, Leslie Nielsen. That's and physical, and though. Those kind Nielsen, of, like, yeah. physical slapstick. But, like, those like there were over-the-top people in that committing to their characters. But just Jim Carrey's take on it is so much more... Like the, yeah, the I've never seen anything like this. Combined with the crazy faces and 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 uh, different characters, even within his character of Ace that he does, um, and uh, it, it, I don't know, it just turns out to be mental. A, so it is a special kind a, of movie. That a way. good example too is if um, you watch The Mask and watch this, like it, a lot of the stuff in The Mask doesn't work anymore at all. But like this is older. And it was a lower budget and like probably a director who didn't have, you know, the, the, you know, the catalog behind him. Yeah. But Jim Carrey just kind of, I feel like he, I think I even heard him say like he, he wanted, he, this was his first movie and he was like going for it. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, goes for it. Goes. Yeah. It's total commitment. And then the other aspect of Ace's character, which kind of makes it work 
is um, that Ace is really confident. He like he he's he's a good pet detective. He's crazy, and he probably knows how unorthodox he is. But that was he's a- also very very confident that he'll get it done. So when the cops are ribbing him, he just fucking gives it right back and shoves it in their face. Like that all works. And that was a the uh, the Ace persona was a stand up character he created um, when he was doing stand up. He 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 like one day decided. I'm just going to be super confident on the stage and see how people react. And he came up and he said, how is everybody today? All righty then. And then everyone started laughing. And then like he just would do that persona. And that's where he created this character was like someone who's so confident he wouldn't even wait for the answer to his question. Yeah. So that (laughs) is really interesting that he brought all of that stand-up stuff to this character and created kind of like a... Like this is like... was huge. This like... Mm. made him such a big star and changed the way that people looked at comedies and yeah. this movie's another one that people still quote oh yeah like yeah it i mean just never went away yeah, yeah it this it's funny because we did uh I, I could compare this to something like uh mike myers uh british character oh austin powers uh, but but yeah. austin powers is so bad now watching that like it's really bad like yeah. i think we like gave up on talking is the I first th- austin powers yeah, bad? yeah it was it we sucks. we is talked it? we talked about it for about 20 minutes and then we were all like because the other ones are all just a replay of exactly the first. Yeah, yeah but we did it with paul and and we were all like we after 20 minutes we were, we were all like Can't wait w- to see the new one we oh. were like let's not even fucking talk about this movie anymore we just wanted to stop talking about it we yeah. were like why do we even do this <laughs> whereas this movie didn't feel that way at all okay are they, not to me right i was really interested actually this is one that would none of us watch together right like you guys watched it somewhat recently but we rewatched for the episode all separately it's yeah. almost like watching a uh someone just like a great pianist like just playing just like fucking around on a piano or something it's i don't think any other of his movies are like that that's kind of yeah. I'm not saying it all works, and no, I, no, so, I'm no. not saying he doesn't stumble or make mistakes or they left things. But this, look at the time. It's like less than ninety minutes. This yeah. movie was an hour and twenty four minutes or yeah. something like fucking short. And that God is, bless them for that, doing that. That is a blessing because yeah, you can't take a. too much of this. No, at once you got to fucking because right, it's it's so at, at the time when this came out you would not most people would never have seen jim carrey before like no. i only saw his in loving living color skits afterwards when he became such a big star and they were like look where he came from oh, and they started I, publicizing I felt like all that, that show was a lot bigger because that show was huge over here yeah when, I, I, when that was on tv true yeah i wasn't a big watcher i was a bit young maybe or i don't know 94 and before that, 14. he would have been like in the 90s, early 90s. He would yeah, have been in and Living Color, Color is like so, 9, 89 to Yeah, 14, 15, I, that wouldn't I have been a show I just watched Comedy Networks and stuff like that yeah. the whole time. So maybe I was more my um, my interest. But yeah. like the beginning, so the, the intro, like right off the start, like he is so physical. Yeah. And like oh, some of it... whole delivery man thing? Some of it works and some of it doesn't. But like when he when he is kicking the box down the hallway, like a soccer player, yeah. and then like punts it against the door and... I like some of that's really funny still. Like, I feel like just his physicality yeah. sounds broken. Most likely yeah. <laughs> probably was something nice though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all set up for that joke. Yeah. Um, totally. Cause he like bashes the shit out of that box. And uh, then even the dog thing with it at the door. Yeah. And then of saying you've been had by Ace Ventura. It's yeah. a great setup to the character. Yeah. And then he's got to be driving with his uh, head out the window. And the whole movie. It's, a, it's yeah. okay. It gets flooded sometimes. We'll just wait a couple minutes. Or we'll try it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his... Uh, 
delivery, he was credited as a screenwriter, and I, I, I get the feeling that he probably was given that credit based on all of just his ad lib and stuff, yeah. because they're just like, fuck, no one wrote any of this, so let's give him... It would have been probably broad strokes. for Even if they wrote a specific character, Carrie would have come in and said, this is how I'm going to do yeah, it, and, it, and they immediately would have been like, we could never have written this. Yeah. So you do your thing. Yeah, because it's three. Three people get credited. So I'm I'm sure they were just like, fuck, how do we not we, we not give him a writer's credit? It's yeah. so fucking interesting to me because I'll be watching him and I'll be like, I don't know how to feel about it. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm like, well, it feels a little much. But then I'm I like it. Like yeah. a, and he he trans, like in and out and in and out. The only time when he's really serious is when he's has that moment with Courtney Cox when they're looking at for the receipts and he finds that picture of Einhorn. Um, There's or Finkel, Ray Finkel, and he's like, they have that little exchange back and forth, and then he takes all the fucking, um, like, a, whatever you want to call it, makeup off for a minute, and has like a real sincere moment where they like kind of look at each other's eyes. And so you can see that they he's... They haven't banged by that point yet, right? No, like, yeah. no, but you can see it's intentional. Like, yeah. his, his craziness is he knows it's there, and he can remove it. He does um, it one other time. Yeah. The time I noticed he did it was when he pissed her off and she went inside and he came in and he was like, look, I just want to say, and then I was like, oh shit, this is like actually a moment where yeah. he's dropping the facade. And so I, if you said that other time he did it, I think he does it twice. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't recall the other time, but yeah, yeah but which is great. Interesting. It's great. Yeah. It's actually kind of great that he does that. Yeah. Because I feel like he's doing, like you said, he's doing it as either a manipulation or to entertain himself. Well, also, like you say, like from his stand-up where he was just like, let's just fake this confidence and then see what happens and you get a good response. So he's just like, I'm a fucking silly profession already and I'm kind of a crazy fucking weirdo. So I'm just going to be out there and confident with it and just own it. Yeah. And like, maybe that's like, and I mean, this is probably diving a lot deeper than anybody ever dove into Ace Ventura's <laughs> character. But, but I feel like that's like maybe a conscious choice for that individual in that world to just be like, I'm just going to own this part of me. And that's just fucking who I am. Right. Yeah. I mean, even from his clothing, I mean, his clothing is so fucking over the top crazy. It, it yeah. matches his hair and his personality. Perfect. Yeah. His hair is over the top crazy. Bouffant or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, and then is. like the animals. So when he comes home and uh, he jiggles the doorknob and all the animals hide. Like, did his landlord not notice that he has a door on the bottom of his freezer? Yeah, I know. Where <laughs> penguins <laughs> come out of. Yeah. And uh, why is there a door there? But regardless, Whoa. that's. Yeah, and he's, he's dealing there with yeah. all the animals. And on. the music comes up and he's like, come to me, my forest creatures. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's so weird, but it, it, I don't know. It works with it's, everything else that's going on in this movie. I feel like yeah, his that o- chick blows him for payment in the beginning and he accepts. Like, yeah. I mean, all that stuff's like funny too. I, I also think, um, <laughs> the reason his over the topness works maybe better in this movie than many of the other ones, like even a liar, liar is because, um, it's shorter one. And because he's doing it all of the time where sometimes mm. when he's yeah. the lawyer character, he's in and out. A goose. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really know what he's doing, yeah. why he's... His character almost seems schizophrenic in some other performances, but like in this movie, it does not feel that way. Yeah. I can't say he has an arc of character in this movie. He actually doesn't. No. I think he meets Courtney Cox and he kind of, she kind of falls for him, which seems a little bit ridiculous given how ridiculous he is. But That's then he has interesting his, that you say that because I, I never moments, thought about that. I, he, he doesn't, doesn't really have row, an arc. But, but he just solves the case, right? I think maybe it's okay if characters don't have arcs if as long as there's a, a goal 
that is sought after and yeah like chinatown's a good example like that's all about solving a mystery yeah. and uh and you know but i do think he grows and changes i he 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 meets courtney love and i feel like cox sorry courtney right. cox it's and he yeah, i feel like he story. does that has a big <laughs> that would be a different performance she's great in some movies yeah um but i think yeah he 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 does there there doesn't it doesn't feel like there's nothing no it no that's it's not nothing but I can't, I can't say he grows and changes that much. He does meet her, and, and they're probably going to get in a relationship. But uh. Yeah, because I think they do kiss at the end. And then he beats up that mascot. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. They bang a couple of times, <laughs> like four or five times. The sex the scene's night. funny while the animals par- are kind of participating by moving and stuff. Like, just like, this, the story is good enough and short enough that it keeps your interest. And you do want to find out. I honestly feel like you do want to find out what's going on. Now, going to the homophobia... This movie is one of the most homophobic movies of the 1990s, if not the most homophobic movie I've ever seen. Now, I mean, there's a big difference between kissing a man and being grossed out and um, seeing a guy's dick that he's now pushed in between. He's tuck, doing the, in between his, the ugly woman or the goat, depending on which end you're looking at when it's happening. What do they call it? A tuck where he's, he's tucked his penis and it's poking out of his underwear and you see that. I yeah. feel like there's those are two different extremes. Yeah. I mean, kissing that a man, almost touches his tailbone. It's yeah. It's very impressive. Kissing a man and seeing that. It's a boy. Is, uh, what a boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a boy. Uh, but, and the crying game music, I feel yeah. like softens that and makes it funnier because they play crying game. Yeah. So, and I, I, it's, I actually feel like that if without the crying game song, it's not nearly as funny. No, no for no, sure. Because no, no, that's no, a weird no, montage no, in no. itself, where he's like suction cupping or plunging his face, and then getting in the shower and crying. He it's, burns his clothing. Yeah, yeah. Once again, totally naked. I mean, he goes for it. Yeah. No, that, no fear. See that on its own might not have been too homophobic, but then at the end when everybody learns and, and all the cops are and everybody are spitting and puking and puking and um, I mean, Tom there's, there's like not one cop that smiles. Nose. No, so it, I, I mean, know that would have been actually kind of funny. Yeah, she was banging them all. I guess I don't know. She, she at least had made out with them all. She she, so was she a got what she wanted. Bit of a she, I guess. attractive woman and in power. We haven't. I don't think we've talked about the story at all. So the dolphin gets kidnapped. <laughs> a dolphin, too much a dolphin here, gets kidnapped. Well, I guess, yeah, the dolphin gets kidnapped. And as Ace That's is kind of investigating, yeah. the investigation actually kind of goes somewhere. Like his investigation makes sense. Yeah, his clues that he finds. And I, I love the montage where he's looking at the rings and he's like, he, he's chloroforming people and he's like yeah. getting the finger, punching him in the face. That's what I like when he walks in the steam room and he just like winds up the <laughs> towel and fucking smacks that guy. Yeah. The whole intention is to yeah. get soft Punched by in the face. And he checks out the other guy's dick unintentionally at the urinal. Yeah, and that, that guy chases guy, him along too. And that guy's like a big fairy when he yeah. chases him. Yeah. Like they... they Totally homophobic. This was uh, this was a v- time and definitely where where make, making fun of gay people was uh, it was not only uh, funny but fashionable for sure. This would have been Hugely. some of the last of it, I think. Yeah, this yeah, would have been the be tail end. And uh, I, I does that make this a bad movie? I don't necessarily think so. I don't think they do it. You in have a, to take time and context in the totally past, do. right? And totally. like like these like Jim Carrey isn't a homophobe now. I would almost guarantee it right yeah. so but like somebody, and back then it was just the comedy for the movie yeah. and they went there and it's I'm, not meant to be dwelled on we no. don't need to tear the statue no. down yeah right? no one's having any protests over the no not even sure but yeah. it's just interesting because so, someone was uh i went it was either an article i heard a podcast or something where someone was talking about how people are constantly people are looking at their past and they are like 30 years ago like they had this stance and and 
It's like, yeah, but what should matter is they've changed their opinion and they have a different stance now. So if they, you know, if like they had a stance on homosexuality or transgenders 30 years ago, but now they're saying that they're, they're like behind homosexuality and transgenders, that should be, mean that person evolved. Right. But all of these other people who are like, they're like 20 years old, they're like, who never grew up in that time are like blaming them and saying that. Yeah. People villainize growth because they, they seem to think that if you change your mind, there's, there's a negative between flip-flopping there, but you're totally right. Yeah. You should be able to have like this growth mindset. Absolutely. Be, you totally. Need, you need to have it. Yeah. In this world we live in. And I would much rather have a person who is a leader or a, or a politician or our president who like was wrong, admitted they were wrong yeah. and then changed I've and evolved the facts, yeah. 100%. As, a, as opposed to someone who was stubborn and was like, I, I thought this way my whole life. And I'm gonna keep thinking this way yeah. my whole life. It's yeah. I mean, like, despite you. the facts, I fucking doubled down. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, despite I know, like they have everything. To, I otherwise, know. they're flip floppy. I mean, that's why another one of my favorite podcasts, not quite as big as ours, but um, what's yeah, his name? No, Ro- Rogan. Joe Rogan, that guy. He's got just got a little I've, show. I've, I've just started. I've heard he, about that one. Yeah, young upstart. But in his shows, he like listens to the facts, and I've heard him change his mind or, or say how his thinking has developed over time. He's a huge proponent. Which is of why that. I think people very, like very him. List. Yeah, and that's why I like him for sure, and I wish. I wish he'd. Uh, people I wish more people would be like to be like that. I, know. I agree. I know because I've like changed so much over the course of my life, and I'm constantly learning and growing. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing that represents you as a person better than saying, "Oh, you're right about that." Yeah. Like I, I was wrong on that. Let me, yeah. let me just say. Yeah. I know. Those are the types of people I usually, I really respect when someone says I was wrong and and uh, I've come around based on this new evidence yeah especially when it's something that's important and they we I, I really I knew that Ace Ventura was going to spawn this conversation thanks Ace Ventura <laughs> thanks for your homo you see that coming. crazy a, homophobic hatred here's Ace Ventura. a here's a question was uh, <laughs> was Finkel a transgender all along or did he just go the extreme of becoming a woman to get this revenge I did ask myself this question <laughs> and I I, I got did. the sense that it's and just it's just just, it's just for revenge. Play. Yeah, I, so I kind of got that. But he does seem comfortable with um, kissing men. Well, he. I think. True. I think probably. Yeah, but transgender doesn't mean gay. That's true. Very good point. Thank you, Brent, for enlightening us. On yeah, that. I know everything. It's good. No, but he. he keeps okay, us politically correct. But if he was a straight, oh, yeah, I'm if, the one for that. If he was just a straight man with a mustache, like he wouldn't have made out with. Um, Ace Ventura once he had changed. No, or Tone Loke or, or the other 50 cops or the Maybe Dolphin. Would. I don't know. Once in a while it would work. Maybe, Run I guess. No, but what I'm saying is like, I like that she seemed very comfortable <laughs> I like with, the way it tickles my She balls. seemed very comfortable with kissing Ace and was very into it. But maybe that's her fall too when things get rough and people start to question her. She's like, I'm a pretty attractive woman. I'm just going to kiss this person and see where that goes. I mean, maybe that's really why all committed. the cops were like throwing up and stuff because she had done that with <laughs> all of them to get in her position of of authority. Anyway, it's <laughs> not, not what you're supposed to think about. We're going to be really committed. Sure. She would have chopped the, the yeah. whole. Yeah, I maybe agree. Maybe she would have had the surgery. Maybe. Yeah. Well, she had said. the tits and the tits were obviously on some hormones. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a hormone. Because like Sean Young's about the least man-like woman there is. Yes. I, I also I also want to get back to the investigation because I think with the with, <laughs> oh did we get sidetracked yeah, a little bit with the diamond or with the emerald or whatever in the ring and then he he runs into a dead end and that guy gets killed yeah I actually really like the scene where he does the proves that it was a when suicide he's outside <laughs> yeah yeah and that's great <laughs> because like. Like that's just a little tiny bit of information where he outsmarted the police, yeah. or, or he and he's showing that he's superior to them, and because he even says, oh, "I guess I'm out of my league here." Yeah, I should just go, 
and you know he's gonna fucking pull out his shit are yeah. i actually really one of my favorite scenes is when they go to the upscale party yeah and his name's tom ace or whatever yeah and then he's like and then he's like making the guy feel all nervous he's like one could make practices just out of like food poisoning at people's parties and yeah. he's like oh those are the hors d'oeuvres yeah <laughs> although i want to go back to that scene with the um with the the kill where uh roger Badactor, yeah. uh, gets dies. killed um because he brings her out and he's like oh and there's blood on the railing she touches, touches it. it so yeah. she spoils uh, yeah, the, the evidence scene. yeah that's right that's true she touches it with a bare hand yeah so it's like a, it's like a nice little fucking subtle detail that you yeah. don't really think about like there's there's stuff like that yeah i agree in here it's not just all in your face crazy but, but maniacal fucking wildness at the party though he 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 really goes for it. He, uh, he's doing 100%. the dancing and he's, and he's licking the food. And, and, and <laughs> one of my favorite things, which I don't know if it was improv or not, but they're, the orchestra is playing and he grabs one of the orchestra player's arms and pulls his bow off his strings. <laughs> and I think that is so, to me, that is so funny when yeah. that someone would do that. Like it's so inappropriate. Like everything he's doing from his walk is uh, somehow funny. When he's showing his food to the guy while he's eating hors d'oeuvres. And yeah, in his mouth. And uh, <laughs> and then once again, I bet you that was improv. And then the stuff with the shark. And when he comes out of the bathroom soaking wet. Do not Woo! go in there. And then he's like, and then that guy's apologizing. And he's like, yes. He's like, I'm sorry. We'll get my promise to look at that way. Right he's like, yes. If I was drinking from the toilet, I could have been killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lines, some of the lines he comes up with. Another favorite moment is when he goes to visit finkel's family yeah and uh the conversations he has with the father at the door and i always like how when people ask him a question about something he has like way more information like she asked him about the uh the animal group she's like well somebody said it could be this animal group do you know about that and he's like you mean the animal group and he like gives all this, of this, the history this? never heard of them never heard of them yeah all right with the father he's like what do you know about ray finkel and, then, yeah. and he like gives all yeah. of the history it's so funny are his room and stuff where she's like this is his room i left it just like he and that's the woman from ghostbusters yes oh that's right yeah the librarian the I'm mom for ray finkel and a clean pair of underwear <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's all good the double barrel shotgun it's hard to, like we're not really going through this movie sequentially but it's kind of hard to um it is i love when they go to the institution and uh he does his some re- of the his, best stuff. his slow motion replay thing is, it's awesome. is fucking hilarious i actually don't start laughing until he gets to the where he's reversing his dialogue yeah, that's and the sits funniest down bit. then i start because I, I think i'm smiling the whole time but once he starts, I'm fucking killing he, myself. He goes laughing. the extra, like it's funny as he's doing the reverse slow motion, but then when he does the reverse dialogue, that like puts it over the top. Yeah, it really does. Um, and when he slams his head down after drinking water for his halftime, that's pretty mm-hmm. funny too. And like when he crawls into that cardboard box, and they never end up coming in the room, and then he just the box explodes, and he splays all over the ground. Like, yeah. and the it's only just funny scenes all over the place. And yeah. the only reason I was okay with the box thing is because he finds the piece of evidence in the box after he explodes it. It's a newspaper clipping of Lois Ihorn. Yeah. And why the uh, fuck would he have kept that? I I don't know, but I still think that's funny though. That doesn't bother me at all. Like that was where he got the idea. And he's a crazy person. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's definitely crazy, but I, I love all the laces out. I I like the the proper nomenclature is here. Well, what what do you assign? uh, They, it's not, actually it's not a, well, and if he's not truly a transgender... Well, then he's a he. Yeah, then he's a he. 
because it was just for the plan. So yeah, nice tits on that dude. I'm okay. I w- yeah, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think he's. I don't Sorry. think anyone's gonna Sorry, be defending. Everybody. I don't yeah. think anyone's gonna be defending <laughs> Lois Einhorn or no. Ray Finkel um, coming to their defense. Dan Marino was pretty good in this movie. Right. What's that? Dan saying? Marino was pretty good in this movie. If by pretty good you mean horrible, he's he's flat for sure. He's like obviously not an actor, <laughs> but some of his stuff is. Some of his stuff's not bad. Yeah. For what I'd expect. Um, when he questions why Ace is getting his ass he's kicked. A and he's like, there's something you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, I mean, this movie's very short. Tone Loke is, ha- doesn't really have anything fun. Ace is, okay, so what about the ass thing? Did you guys no, laugh your no. heads off when he did the, no. I want to ask you some questions? No, I did not. That was way overdone. Okay. For me, anyway, that was I way overdone. That it was didn't the ruin least anything funny for me. Yeah, but it wasn't additive. I, I thought time. parts of it got funnier. It almost got to too much, and then it was funny again. But yeah, that's what I mean. It 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 started out not funny, but then some of the things he was saying with his ass were funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I I didn't mind it. I like remembered it vaguely, and then when I watched it again, I was like, yeah. It kind of seemed like something that might happen though, because him and Tone Loke are obviously friends, yeah. right? I was okay and, with like, it. And like, think of the stupid shit you do to your friends when you see them. Like the stupid humor, like uh, fucking weird. Three are perfect examples yep. of weird things to do to your friends. So, I mean, talking through your ass to see somebody and like be a little bit crazy at their work is. Yeah, yeah, I thought. I mean, I know funny. the movie slapstick, but it didn't seem like it was unrealistic. I thought I maybe guess. the only thing that seemed a tiny little bit out of place of the whole movie is when he like accosted that cop and pushed his face into the floor. Because why didn't any of the other cops like yeah. jump on Ace for assaulting a police officer? Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I think everything was justified or fine. Right on. I love uh, all the little animals at his house. They they use that sparingly. He's got the fucking budgie eating seeds out of his, his belly, belly. Button while he's <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. But they don't do that a ton, right? They they do it just the right amount. No. Right. You could have done way more with the animals. And I'm sure they did and they edited it out. But like it's great. Like and the stuff with the dog where he figures out Ray Finkel yeah. with the hair where it makes it look like women's hair. Yeah, I hair. thought that was actually kind of clever. It's the good way writing, right? It's good writing for him to visually figure it out and stuff. And mm-hmm. it all works. How about Courtney Cox and their, She's, their romance or relationship? I find her... It's, it's so hard to be in a scene with Jim Carrey, especially when he was fucking going for it like that, that everyone... He just outdoes everybody in every fucking scene. I she plays off of it well, I she think. She does pretty good. I, f- I find it a little hard to believe that they get together. I know, again, comedy, don't take it too serious. It would have been fine if she had just been the one to hire him and helped him solve the case and they never hooked up romantically. I, I just... I don't know. That might have been a bit more like real life. I just don't know how anybody falls for, I, I, for Ace. But then he, get, he has those kind of tender moments with her... She, I don't know. I actually find her as flat, flat as flat, not as flat as Dan Marino, but her and Dan are the two. I was surprised that she wasn't so good. I think she's got to be flat. If she plays up even, at all, it ruins everything. Even the Roger yeah. Pedactor character seemed like a better actor than her, though. Yeah, he's kind of getting frustrated by Ace. And, and he's got a good kind of cadence and, and the way he delivers lines. She just kind of feels like she's reading everything off of cue cards or something. Kinda, I guess she I guess. went to sidcoms. Yeah, I yeah. So yeah, she she falls a little flat, and I don't know. This movie just didn't need a romantic interest to make it work at all. So that it, it doesn't uh, that part of it doesn't do too well for me. But I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't. That, it's not it a doesn't speed seem bump. Like a big part of it. It's, it's not just. Focused. It's all so short. No. Yeah. She she could have been like the every man playing off of him, and then you know he drags her to the party because like her reputation is on the line at the party. Yeah, you know what? So, Actually, her. 
the two times that I like her is when she gets mad at Ace. So that's probably because there's conflict between them. Other, yeah. The rest of the time, she just seems kind of like a statue. And she goes along with it. Like, she doesn't really know what Ace... They obviously had no plan when they showed up to that party. and But she still, like, is like, oh, he'll be okay. And he said distract him or whatever while I take a look around. Yeah. Him. She says afterwards, though, how he, how amazing he was there. Yeah, that's true. So she she she's in, like, he's endearing. And is super endearing to her in particular. Like, there's just some weirdness. Yeah. Like, something about Mary. She she likes kind guys with braces and awkwardness, right? Like, Courtney Cox, too. These are these are the only two women of that caliber that like guys that I are was weird. Ex- I, I completely accepted all of that. It, it, it never it, got in the way. It's not a game breaker. Some of, some of her is, I don't know. She, it's not memorable. She's not a memorable Did anyone notice movie. that the stunt where his car <clears throat> flips over, like, got way, probably way too close to the camera there no so when he they shoot his car out and it flips once and then he starts it again that camera was set up on the ground and the car was supposed to do that but like that it got so close that the tire is gigantic when it landed like yeah. it's all you see is tire and i know it wasn't supposed to get that close wow they wanted more of the car in the shot i bet you that camera got it's like a 50, almost got destroyed camera, right yeah it was crazy how <laughs> close that was it was kind of a cool stunt Right on. There's a couple of cool little stunts in here with the driving or uh, uh, his car always having the busted windshield. I like that he's broke and he doesn't have a lot of money and he's trying to catch the pigeon or the dove or whatever for the 25000 Like yeah. he's kind of down on his luck and stuff. And well, yeah. So him finding the dolphin's uh, mascot, I'm sure, gave him a lot of money. That must have been a reward for that. But I like that he's poor because his job is a weird fucking job that doesn't pay anything. Yeah. But he's really good at his job. Like, he's a loser, but he's not. But he is. You know what I mean? Like, Like, he's probably as good as you could be as a pet detective. But you got to wonder, like, how would he ever make money to, like, finding lost kitties and lost terriers and... You'd have made a really good cop. I don't do people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, he says to one of his pets that he can't buy them food without money because they wanted food and he didn't have any for them or whatever. Right. Like later. So I, 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 they made him poor, which is nice. If he was like a, you know, middle of the but road. That or, keeps the car gag consistent and everything. Like him being poor is a, is a Yeah. Necessary. And it makes you like him more because he's like, once again, he's not, mm-hmm. he, he's not successful. Yeah. He should be though. They like, should have yeah. never made a sequel to this. No, God, no. It's, and I, I think like it's it stands alone too. on its own. Oh, yeah. I've, I've only ever watched it once years ago, and I, I remember not liking it. I at tried all. watching it a while ago, and it was I couldn't get through it. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. There's a couple of scenes I can recall that make me laugh still when he gets the spears in his legs, and he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying there's not jokes in there for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't. it's not all bad. No, I'm sure there's something in there. I, John's thinking about it. Yeah, I know. See, this is another one where our discussion has made me give pause. Cause I, so I watched this movie a few months ago and then um, I rewatched it again for a review. And when I rewatched it again so soon after maybe having seen it last time, I didn't laugh as much. And it made me think maybe this movie doesn't hold up. But a lot of what we're talking about is not bad. It's so short. It sticks to what it is. Um, it, it, it kind of feels like a bunch of sticky scenes one after the other, but there is that kind of flowing story through. Um, and his investigation is actually decently solid with a whole bunch of stuff going on in between. <sighs> Ace Ventura. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say... <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I'm going to say... It's so borderline. This is a razor-thin hold up. This is razor-thin hold up. I think people who have never seen this before... 
might enjoy it. And it's not the kind of movie you'd want to watch very often. Um, and maybe because of the warm and fuzzies I have of recalling this movie and comparing it against some of his other performances, like the dumb and dumber and probably the mask, this would be one of the better ones. So yeah, this is a razor thin hold up for me. I, I chuckled a lot when I watched it a few months ago, not as much this time, but probably because the jokes were just fresh in my mind. I yeah, I watched it with you a few months ago. And, and now I thought we thought it was pretty good. Then. That's what I did. And that now that you're saying that, because I think that is why I felt differently about it this time, because I just watched it. Yeah. And it, I, I did. There wasn't any surprises. The last time we watched it a few months ago, I was like, oh, my God, this is surprisingly it's good. Fun. It's just fun and, and good. Not, I, not amazing. Not the best comedy you'll ever see. It's really weird, but I, I feel like it holds up. It's. It's I, w- I can't I can't really say wh- I can't honestly say why this wouldn't. It's like it's short. It's a mystery. The solving of the mystery is fun. His performance, like I said, is is sometimes there's things that don't work, but he he's given it. It's just like watching. It is like watching a guy who's trying to perfect like being like a, an amazing musician, an amazing whatever, and like and there's moments of brilliance in it and. I laugh and it ends quickly. It's over as soon as the fucking mystery is solved. It just ends. Yeah. The structure is fine. An hour, 25 minutes. Like other comedies should fucking be this short. Oh my God. Yes. Please. Like if you're going to go and make a comedy, if it's going to be the slapsticky stuff where you have kind of like, I don't know about a one trick character, but he's so over the top. Like if you watched him do his thing anymore, then in the 90 minutes, you'd be like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Oh, he's being a jerk to these people now, and he's doing this thing. Oh, he's so over the top. I'd get way more bored of it. That's where the razor thinness comes in. I feel like five or ten more minutes, and you'd have been sick of Ace. Yeah. But, like, I, just having watched, um, or just remembering, we we did um, the, the, the Mike Myers, the Austin Powers. Yeah. I could... I, I've seen this twice now in like four or five months and I enjoyed this. I got through it far yeah. better than Mike Myers fucking stupid yeah. British spy detective. Like I couldn't stand his, his catchphrases and stuff from moment one yeah. till the end. And by the end I was like ready to fucking smash my TV and I did not feel this way at all. So this, this movie holds up for sure. All right. So fucking surprising. Oh wow. Isn't it? It is so surprising. Um, not because I don't think it holds up. I, I kind of fucking feel like it does. And again, this is a movie where I was like terrified to come in here today because I was like, those guys are for sure going to hate this fucking movie. But I enjoyed it. Um, and and I fucking do. I think it's funny. I, I The one part of it to me that maybe wouldn't hold up was that Jim Carrey is so crazy overboard. But it's not because it's, it's oddly enough, it doesn't date the movie, that humor, no. right? It's just, it's, it's crazy and it's out there and it's original and he fucking does it so well that it works. Somebody not as comically gifted as him trying to do this type of thing would make this movie fall on its ass. But Jim Carrey is such a fucking stellar performer that it all works. I think, um, the, the two scenes where he's humanized, like the, the, that we were talking about when he's reviewing the files and then when she gets mad at him and he's, mm-hmm. he's being like more straight edge, makes you realize that even to him, to this character that we're watching, that the ace is the persona he puts forward into the world. And of course, people would only make fun of him for being a pet detective. Like you'd work that job for about three weeks and the cops would laugh their fucking asses off at you. So you'd have to have, you know, some kind of a steel armor to put up to protect yourself even and keep yourself sane. And, and that's what I feel like I'm watching rather than just this 
totally crazy person who is like somehow living somewhat of a normal life. I think he's chosen animals over people. Um, so I don't know. It just, it makes it a little bit more. They show him hold his own too, like with those cops, right? Like you see, he's not a victim. He's never a victim. He's, he's, he has a different job. He's a different type of person. But But like when that guy steps on the beetle and he's like, and he's like, Oh, well the motive would be he saw the bug's dick and got insanely jealous. Right. And then they get in that move and he bests him physically. So, like you see, he's not, he's not a victim. He is a strong character. He's doing it. On, it's on purpose, right? Everything yeah. is intentional. And actually, the scenes where he's alone trying to solve the case, he's not acting over the top or anything. No, he's, he's just hard, like... He's hardworking, right? So, he, yeah. so it yeah. is for other people's benefit. He doesn't act that way in private. Other yeah. than when he calls for his animals. But, but I feel like that is more, he, that's what he does every day when he comes home. If you had a host of animals like me. that, you would totally do that. Come to me, my forest, yeah. they say forest creatures. Yeah, and then they sure. all come running to him and he's like, Ooh. I'm like that. I'm like that with Riggs and, and with my cat too. Yeah, like so, you have those tender moments when yeah. you're alone because they're like your children, right? Yeah. That's, so he's not having to show off for anybody when he's alone or he's not having to put out that fake persona. That's so interesting. That's got to contribute to the way I feel about this movie, why it ends up getting agree, yeah. the hold up rather than if it was just a crazy person and you only see them in front of others being crazy all the time. So weird. Very subtle, weird. but yeah. I and agree. I wonder how intentional that is. I don't know. Maybe they thought that out a lot or maybe it just worked I'm out. I'm sure Jim way. Carrey probably, when he was approaching that scene where he was going to go apologize to her, he was going to take off his ace. That's very, yeah. in- I feel like that's very intentional. Come eat <clears throat> seeds from my belly button. All righty then. You know, like. I'm that was your best already that. then. That yeah, was a good one, that one. Yeah. I feel oh, like wow. I tried I feel some like nothing... others before that aren't going to make this episode and they were very skullish. They're all going to. be better no, all we, make the episodes. Yeah, you have got it already then. Oh, I put them all sticking. in. We all gave it a shot. None of us are Jim Carrey. I'm fucking failed. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Alrighty then. No, <laughs> oh, Scottish again. What the fuck, man? I can't do that. Why can't I do Sean Connery and I can't? Alrighty then. There we go. <laughs> uh, That's actually your best one. You're do you guys know Con- Sean Connery was uh, was almost Ace Ventura? Yeah, I did know that. No, that's not true. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think we've had enough of Ace Ventura. Surprisingly, three holds up. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to get a ton of hate. It's crazy. Maybe bring on the hate mail. Yeah, uh, the people who are love Dumb and Dumber are going to be pissed. Podcast.holdup yep. at gmail.com. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.